Hey there, how are you doing? It's me, uh, Alex William Smith, better known to many of you as Jonathan Royal, hypnotist of MagicalGuru.com and www.hypnosisweek.com, where you can see and listen to interviews with leading experts in the world of hypnosis, mind therapy and related areas. Well, on this edition, which is being recorded on the 6th of October 2022, um, I'm going to be reviewing this book that you can see on screen called Demystifying Hypnosis, where it originated, where it went wrong and where to go from here. Written by Scott Allerton um, of, let me just look at my notes because I've got a lot of notes for this. I want to get things factually correct. Written by Scott Allerton of the sydneyintegrativehypnotherapy.com.au. That's sydneyintegrativehypnotherapy.com.au. Dot au. All various links I mentioned will be above or below this video, depending on where you see it. Well, that's the front of the book, okay? Demystifying hypnosis, and that's the back of the book. Um, technical spec wise, there are 194 pages that actually have text on, okay? Right. With that in mind, um, I'm going to read you the advert on um, Amazon for this book, okay? So this is what the ad copy on Amazon says. It says, and I quote word for word, demystifying hypnosis, where it originated, where it went wrong, and where to go from here. If you are anything like me, understanding the framework for your chosen profession is essential. After achieving my advanced diploma in clinical hypnosis and psychotherapy, I was thrust into a community that constantly argued and contradicted each other. The confusion almost pushed me to the point of wanting to leave to study something else. Though I couldn't just walk away from such a powerful therapeutic approach that I love and use to achieve amazing results for my clients. There has been much confusion and debate among both practitioners and researchers in the field of suggestive therapeutics on the foundational point of what hypnosis is. Currently, we have the term hypnosis used to label the working state, the process and the framework, all within the same field. If that isn't confusing enough, we are using terms that imply sleep for therapeutic working states that have nothing to do with sleep at all. My goal has been to research the origins of the framework of hypnotism, the historical figures who made and kept it such a mess, and to propose a structure towards consensus. I'm pleased to say that all the evidence I've been collecting over the last 25 years as a magnetist, oh dear, biogenic practitioner, hypnotherapist and neurolinguistic programming practitioner supported the pieces to fall into place perfectly. The key was to put them all in one place in a way that has never been done before. This book will provide the clarity, structure, evidence and personal clinical experiences to help you understand the origins and the correct framework for the fascinating field of hypnosis. First issue is that it says in a way that's never been done before, but we'll come to that in a minute. Let me tell you, if you look at this on Amazon.com, it literally has only one review at the minute, and it is a one-star review. Um, and it's clearly from someone who, who's not scared to say who they are because their name is on there, namely Melvin S. Marsh, M-S-C-H-T. In other words, a hypnotherapist. And if you Google search Melvin S. Marsh, sure enough, um, 
biography and their website comes up and shows they're a practicing certified hypnotherapist in Augusta, Georgia. Okay, so it's a real person. And their review is as follows before I get into details about this book. Okay, it says one star posted on the August 22nd, 2022. And um, the review goes, this relates to a pre-publication version of the work. I was one of the people who was helping him with the writing of the book. I am a professional hypnosis researcher with approaching 1,200 hours of hypnosis-specific training and a graduate degree in psychology, which focused on hypnosis research. I am in one of the most successful practices in the United States for hypnotherapy. Scott has an interest in hypnosis, obviously, but he has his own agenda, which is not always completely founded in any reality. He dismisses anything that does not back his narrative and at times shows a minimum of critical thinking skills. Scott would ask his professional hypnotherapist friends to give opinions on what he was writing. And I read and did a lot of it. Many of us did. Overwhelmingly, our comments and information was ignored, even if it was documented in the historical and scientific research. He used intuition to know facts were wrong. One example was his focus on mesmerism, which was disproven centuries ago, but he still swears it's real. Combine that with his mansplaining, for lack of a better term, as he does it to both men and women, about things he doesn't understand, and this does not always lead to the best outcomes. He would tell us that we did not know our own field when, at the time, he wasn't even in professional practice. That is just a few months before he self-published. Since there is no quality control, I am certain the published version still includes many mistakes which he will not correct. For another example, as of a week ago at the time of this writing, when he was trying to promote his book, he was mansplaining Reiki to Reiki masters. At least four highly respected Reiki masters were telling him that the basic ideas that he was putting forth about their field was the result of a fundamental misunderstanding. He didn't care and attacked the Reiki masters, all of which who teach and said they didn't understand their own profession. I was present for this. I was also present when he mansplained women's issues to women and transgender issues to transgender people, both of which he also got very wrong. Maybe you're the type who wants a book that the author doesn't have much experience in the field and won't listen to people who have the experience to correct any issues. If so, this is the book for you. If you are not, there are other books out there. Wow. If that was a nameless review, I would give it zero, um, I would have given it zero kind of acknowledgement. But the thing is, they put their name to it. Um, Melvin S. Marsh, clinical hypnotherapist. And they're a genuine person. And they've had the balls to, you know, put, put the name to it. And it is someone who's been, it appears, in actual clinical practice a lot longer than the author, um, Scott Allerton. Now, what's that got to do with anything? Well, you know what I said before about that phrase? Let's have a look again. Uh, the well let me just read the exact wording from the advert again bearing in mind this book retails for $21.95 uh, cents on the amazon.com website and it retails um for 19 pounds and 65 pence um on the amazon uk website today the 6th of october 20 22 okay now on the advert he categorically says and 
The key was to put them all in one place in a way that has never been done before. This book will provide the clarity, structure, evidence and personal clinical experiences to help you understand the origins and the correct framework for the fascinating field of hypnosis. And it's a 199 page book that's six by 0.45 by nine inches in size. Why do I tell you that? Well, that's because that book size is smaller than, um, well, is it? I don't know. It's probably about the same. But well, anyway, the book size kind of is semi-irrelevant, but just let me tell you something. The key thing about this book, the key essence, getting to the point is, uh, is key argument here, I'll hold it over here, is that James Braid did not coin the term hypnosis, hypnotism, hypnotist, or any of the other H-Y-P-N start words, hypnotherapy, hypnotherapist, despite the fact that many historical books and, and records and people teaching say that James Braid, um, whilst in Manchester in England, which is a Scottish guy, coined the term hypnosis and hypnotism and other things. Different people have different stories. Whereas... The evidence shows, and this book goes into it in depth, but don't go buying it yet because I'm going to save you a massive amount of money, okay? I'm going to save you money and make sure you get even more quality information. In this book, the key argument is that a, a person called Baron Etienne Felix de Henning de Covillers, Covillers, don't know how you pronounce it, but I'll tell you, it's Baron Etienne, E-T-I-E-N-N-E, Felix, F-E-L-I-X, De Henning, that's D, apostrophe in the air, H-E-N-I-N, then a separate word, D-E, separate word, Covillers, or C-U-V-I-L-L-E-R-S. You've got the spelling. Etienne, Felix, De Henning, D, Covillers however you want to pronounce it, who um, was alive from 1755 till 1841. And this book goes into the fact that the evidence shows that in 18, circa 1820, 1821, okay, a good um, 20, 21, 22 years uh, thereabouts earlier than James Braid publishing his book, uh, Neuropnology, N-E-U-R-Y-P-N-O-L-O-G-Y, which was published in 1842. So in 1820, 22 years earlier, Baron Etienne Felix de Henning de Covillers, okay, had a book called Le Magnetism Eclair. Le, Ali, Magnetism M-A-G-N-E-T-I-S-M-E, -E, Eclair, E-C-L-A-I-R-E, which was published in 1820, some 22 years earlier than James Braid's book, um, which is usually attributed as being, you know, people say that's the first time there's mention of uh, H-Y-P-N prefixed word, hypnosis or hypnotism or whatever, whereas... In Le Magnetism Eclair, 1820, written by Baron Etienne Félix de Henning de Covillers, 
Um, there are loads of HYPN words. Okay. So therefore, the evidence does indeed, as it says in here, seem to show that the creator of scientific hypnotism, the word hypnotism, and its meaning in the sense of apparently sending people to sleep, was indeed Baron Etienne Félix de Henin de Covillers uh, in around circa 1820. At least in print, Le Magnetisme Eclair of 1820 mentions the HYPN prefix words, numerous of them. And they're kind of mentioned in this book with translations on, on, on whatnot. Now, the fact that this is genuinely the case, because I've done my own independent research, means that a lot of people teaching hypnosis are teaching it incorrectly uh, in the terms of they're saying that James Bray coined the word hypnosis and hypnotism and this, that, the other, whereas the evidence shows it was Baron Etienne Felix de Henning de Covillers. Okay? Uh, the thing is, though, the book, the advert, as I said, says that it, it claims that this is something that's never been done before. Well, that is something of an issue because I'm going to draw your attention to a few things. Firstly, if you go on Amazon.com or Amazon.co.uk and type in Henin, H-E-N-I-N, separate word, D, D-E, and then it's Covillers, which is C-U-V-I-L-L-E-R-S. And then the words, the creator of hypnosis. So you get the book title, Henning de Covillers, the creator of hypnosis. You will find a book published on the 24th of July, 2017. At least the um, British English print edition of it was printed then. The actual original French, French edition was printed in January 2017, okay? So this predates uh, this book by five years and three months. The book, Henning de Covillers, The Creator of Hypnosis, is written by Remy Court, R-E-M-I, first name, and then C-O-T-E, second name. That book has 139 pages, okay? Which is, this book I hold in my hands, 199 pages. And the one that um, I've just mentioned is 139 pages, so 49, uh, 59, 69, 79, 89. So this book's 60 pages more, but different text size, more spacing. To be honest, in terms of actual word content, there is, I would argue, very, 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 little difference in size okay more importantly let me read you the advert for the book Henning de Covillers the creator of hypnosis by Remy Court that was published uh, in French first in January 2017 and then released in English on the 24th of July 2017 it's got 139 pages and only costs £3.85 pence United Kingdom sterling from Amazon.co.uk and only cost five United States dollars from Amazon.com. So it's much, much cheaper than this book. Let me read you the advert for that from Amazon. 
Historically, hypnotherapy can be traced back to the origins of clinical psychology. Hypnosis is a medical and psychological discipline with 200 years of recorded history, and its effectiveness has been validated by numerous scientific studies. This little book aims to help recognise the work of Etienne, Felix, de Henning, de Couvelaires, 1755-1841, and reinstate him as the true inventor of scientific hypnosis. We will demonstrate that many techniques and concepts of modern hypnotherapy and psychotherapy are attributable to his research. While it may be difficult to understand why Henning de Cavalier's work was forgotten or disregarded by most of the researchers and theorists in the field, this book seeks to correct this careless omission. The ambition of this little book is neither to cover the entire history of hypnosis nor to summarise everything that was written about clinical hypnosis at the time in Henning de Couvelier's work. However, we will cover his main innovations some two centuries ago at the very origin of hypnosis. We shall see why we can affirm that the Baron de Henning de Couvelier, a member of the Academy of Sciences of Paris, was the creator of the method of hypnotic suggestion. Unfortunately, even when confronted to the writings of Couvelier's, very few scholars and theorists acknowledge his importance. Gravitz and Gerton, 1984, commented about Henning de Couvelier's writing. But today, too many researchers and academic theorists are ready to claim paternity of his concepts, despite their being 200 years old. Indeed, many ideas and concepts of hypnosis, psychology and psychotherapy must be attributed to Henning de Couvelier's. With the help of translation from various texts, we will read in Couvelier's own word his conceptions, theories and techniques of hypnosis. Reading this book will help you understand the real history of hypnosis, its contribution to psychology and psychotherapy and its fundamental techniques. In and of itself, this humble work is intended as a small and respectful tribute to Etienne Félix de Henning de Couvelier, who was the first to write and publish about the fundamental laws of psychology that indicated that relaxation and calm are psychologically healthy. Henning de Couvelier was the first to publish scientific studies on hypnotic techniques used in deepening the state of calm and relaxation that we now call trance. Hypnosis is not placebo. Well... We'll agree to disagree on that. We will demonstrate that the main object of Henning de Couvelier's work was to demystify hypnosis and to show that it is not a placebo effect. He wanted to reasonably describe what was then called magnetism as a scientifically plausible mechanism. In his writing, if he could have, he would have used today's language to certify that hypnosis is not the result of a placebo effect. Again, we'll agree to disagree for now. For Henning de Couvelier's, hypnosis was something different from the beliefs, faith, credulity and superstition that we ascribe today to placebo effect. Hypnosis was not the result of conditioned expectations of the experience of positive effects. Conversely, according to his conception, the mechanism of action of hypnosis resides in the access it gives to the imagination. Unlike magnetizers, Imagination, for Christ's sake, which is the key to placebo. But anyway, unlike magnetizers, Henning de Couvelier's did not rely on unfalsifiable dogmas, but rather on facts and repeatable effects. For him, imagination itself has a power on the human body. 
too right it does it's the key to placebo but anyway on the psychological level his writings invoke the virtues of muscular inhibition and relaxation he stated that hypnotic trance was produced by the blissful immobility offered by what he called the obesity a posture where the hypnotized person concentrated on his own hand on the sensations of warmth energy and its benevolent protection in the next chapter, we will see that according to Henning de Coverley's hypnosis could not be a sham or placebo because it involves a consensual investment of the imagination. Well, the fact that it is placebo, that's a different matter for a different day. But the point is, in the book, Henning de Coverley's, the creator of hypnosis, first published in January 2017, um, then published in English, 24th of July 2017 by Remy Court. It's only going to cost you three pound eighty-five pence United Kingdom sterling, or five United States dollars. It's covering the exact same stuff. Now I've looked in the back of here because there is a section that's um, references, okay? And I'll look again now. But oh, it is in here. You know, when I looked earlier, I could not find the title of that book. But I've just looked now and guess what? Henning D. Coverley's The Creator of Hypnosis by Remy Court. Um, there you go. So the person who wrote this book, namely Scott Allerton, definitely read the book from 2017. In fact, he admits it in here. So how can he possibly on his own um, Amazon ad, and a quote again, um, the key was to put them all in one place the way it's never been done before. Well, it's mm, a debate point. But also I draw your attention to the fact that there was mention uh, in um, the Henning de Colvier's The Creators of Hypnosis Amazon ad, of M A Gravitz. That's M dot A dot G R A V I T Z Gravitz. Who I can tell you on the first of July nineteen ninety-three published an article in the American Journal of Clinical Hypnosis headed Etienne Felix de Henning de Covillers, a founder of hypnosis. Now just let me have a look at the um um, back here and papers mentioned I don't appear to see that mentioned in the resources which will say to me that the person writing this hasn't done much research and why do I say that because if you tap um, Etienne Felix de Henning de Coverlays, um into Google, uh, search that, and then also maybe search Etienne Felix de Henning de Coverlays, um creator of hypnotism, question mark, into Google. You'll find that very quickly you come across semanticscholar.org. That's semanticscholar.org, a website that on there you can find the 1st of July, 1993, article by M.A. Gravitz in the American Journal of Clinical Hypnosis entitled Etienne Felix de Henning de Coverlays, a founder of hypnosis. 
which is almost 30 years ago, very nearly 30 years old, that article, which goes into stuff that's kind of expanded on here, but it's not that this is originally expanding on it because we said there's a hell of a lot of it already covered uh, and some may argue in a better manner uh, in the um, other book that I've mentioned, Henning de Coverlairs, The Creator of Hypnosis by Remy Cult, that actually is credited in here. So, yeah. also, if you go onto Wikipedia, okay, and search for Etienne Felix de Henning de Coverlairs, okay, you can see that the first entry was made in July 2007, which is some 15 years and three months ago. Meaning that there has been out there in the ether on Wikipedia for 15 years and three months at least. Um, in the American Journal of Clinical Hypnosis, the article by M.A. Gravitz, um, which is now almost 30 years old, was published on the 1st of July, 1993. There are sources out there, that's 30 years ago, but if you go digging the sources even further back than that, where it is clearly stated that Etienne Felix de Henning de Coverlairs um, was effectively the creator of scientific hypnotism and that it wasn't actually James Braid, as people incorrectly relate. Um, but as Scott Allerton mentions in here, it is possible that confusion was caused by James Braid translating from French into English works, namely Le Magnetisme Eclair from 1820, mentioned earlier, into English, and that then, because he was starting to use the English translations, he got the credit for having coined those words, popularising them. But in truth, it was Baron Etienne Felix Denny, which is mentioned in here, mentioned in that other book, it's mentioned on uh, Wikipedia, it's mentioned in the American Journal of Clinical Hypnosis almost 30 years ago. It's not a new groundbreaking discovery, okay? Um, so that's the first thing. It's not a new groundbreaking discovery. And if you want the background on it, you've got a choice. You either spend £19.65, United Kingdom Sterling on Amazon.co.uk, or $21.95 on Amazon.com uh, for demystifying hypnosis by Scott Allerton. Or you spend just £3.85, United Kingdom Sterling, or $5.00 on Henning de Coverlier's The Creator of Hypnosis by Remy Colt, published on the 24th of July 2017 in English. And you use the rest of your money, the other $16.95, or the other, um, I'm just quickly trying to do the maths here, about £15.70 to treat yourself to the well over 100, about 130 odd in total, full length training courses, books, manuals and papers on hypnotism, uh, suggestive therapeutics, animal magnetism, mesmerism, as it was once called years ago, and a whole bunch of other things that you can find at the links above or below this video. One particular book of which I would draw your attention to uh, that's amongst that, those packages is Hypnotism, Its History and Present Development by Frederick Bjornstrom, MD. It's the translation of the second Swedish edition by Baron Nils Posse, MG, 
published in 1889 by the Humboldt Publishing Company. Now, that was published in uh, 1889, which is 69 years after uh, Felix Etienne Felix de Henning de Coverley's Le Magnetisme Eclair was published in 1820. Only 69 years later, though, but the key thing is that that's 132 years ago from today, which is the 6th of October 2022. Why is that important? Well, if you look at the book, Hypnotism, Its History and Present Development by Frederick Bronstorm, published in 1889, which is one of the books that's available in the ebooks PDF um, package above or below this video, okay? You will see what people just 69 years after um, Le Magnetisme Eclair was published by Baron Etienne Felix de Henning de Coverlayers are saying about hypnotism, hypnosis, hypnotherapy, call it what you will. They're already saying it by then. So is it any wonder that 132 years later, now in 2022, that people um, are saying what they are, which Scott Allerton tries to argue means that what they're talking about isn't real hypnosis, because as he argues in here, apparently Baron Etienne Felix de Henning de Coverlay's uh, true motive was that hypnotism was to mean a state that you've guided them into um, that is the, I, 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 I've got notes here, so I'm going to quote this exactly, the hypnogokia. H-Y-P-N-A-G-O-G-I-A, uh, -G -G hypnagogia state. I also prefer the word referred, hypnagogic, H-Y-P-N-O-G-O-G-I-C. That state when you've gone to bed uh, or you're lying down and you're just drifting off from consciousness, but you haven't quite gone to sleep. That transitional period as you go to sleep is called the hypnagogic state. And in the morning, when you start to come out of your deep sleep, uh, before you're fully awake, that's called the hypnopompic state. Those two states, but when guided into it, so hypnagogic, because it's the state before going to sleep, being guided into it, getting them there and suspending them in that state is what Scott Allerton argues it was the true intent of Baron Etienne Felix de Henning of what he meant, hypnotism, to mean and that if you are not taking people into that relaxed arguably almost sleep-like um transitional to sleep state that you are not doing hypnotism or hypnosis you are doing something else there's also arguments that hypnotism is something very different than the energetic um bioenergetic process of magnetism <sighs> look if you go to the links above or below this video and take advantage of the 90% off the two packages of PDFs of mesmerism, uh, suggestive therapeutic books, some of which trace back to the early 1800s, okay? And there's loads of them from the mid and late 1800s. You will see there's nothing new under the sun. Also, you will see, as I've said, that the so-called misunderstandings of the past several decades, well, no, the so-called misunderstandings or what's generally accepted to be true, whether it is or isn't irrelevant at the minute, 
go back at least 132 years, as I say, and can be seen in Hypnotism, It's History and Present Development by Frederick Braunstorm, um, translation of the second Swedish edition by Baron Nils Posse, published in 1889. That's in the packages that's above or below this. And the thing is, you can get both of those big packages, which gives you over 130 different books, manuals and courses, Together with going on Amazon and buying a copy of Henning de Coverlair's The Creator of Hypnosis by Remy Court, for less than it will cost you to buy a copy of Demystifying Hypnosis by Scott Allerton. You decide what to do, but if you want a physical book that will tell you all about the truth of Henning de Coverlair's, get The Creator of Hypnosis by Remy Court for £3.85 pence, uh, off Amazon UK or $5 off Amazon.com published in 2017, and also treat yourself to the two packages of PDFs that's above, or the links are above or below this video on YouTube, just go and in the description will be above or below, depending on where you see it, um, the links to get 90% off the usual price of the packages, so that you can get both of those PDF packages and a book by Remy Colt for less than it would cost you to buy this one book alone. Then you will have all the information you need to decide for yourself if the intent, because he says in here, he argues that the intent of Baron Etienne Felix de Henning de Coverlairs was X, Y, and Z. Namely, that if you're not putting somebody into that hypnagogic state, that traditional state between consciousness and sleep, that almost daydreamy, semi sleep state that then you're not doing hypnotism or hypnosis and that it's not just about suggestion and it's categorically got nothing to do with placebo. Well, let's remember in 1820, when Baron Etienne Felix Denning de Coverlairs wrote that, the understanding of placebo wasn't what it is now, okay? In fact, if you want to understand more what hypnosis truly is now, it truly works, go to ultimatehypnosiscourse.com and there is a free four-hour video that in it tells you about the Pygmalion effect, the Rosenthal effect, the Gilatia effect, the Hawthorne effect, the Totem effect, and a whole bunch of other proven psychological, scientifically studied principles that are taking place together, not one of them, there's also the placebo effect. The nocebo effect can be evolved in certain contexts. All of these things come together to make a recipe that's greater than its holes. Some of the people in the 1800s had realized some of these things, but they hadn't realized them all. And the study and the research wasn't what it is now. And the findings and the proof that we have now didn't exist then. So if somebody did have an intention, then their intention then was based on their own personal beliefs and also their own limited experiences and whatever knowledge was available at the time. To say that everything that Baron Etienne Félix de Henning de Coverlair said in 1820 in Le Magnetisme Eclair was cast iron correct, he felt it to be correct based on his knowledge, experience and what was available and known to people at that time. I have no doubts whatsoever that if he was an open-minded, intelligent man as he seemed to be, that were he alive now in 2022 and had studied, the, uh, even if he just went to ultimatehypnosiscourse.com and studied that four-hour video that's there to watch free of charge, if he then joined my elite hypnosis boot camp and studied the trainings in there, I'm sure he would end up turning around as egotistical and arrogant as it would sound and going, wow. 
This placebo effect thing's powerful, but so is the Rosenthal effect, aka the Pygmalion effect, which triggers off the Galatea effect, which then when you as a responsible therapist also use the power of the Hawthorne effect, the totem effect, understand the nocebo effectively, and how that can work in therapy as well, how they all go together and they're all elements of the jigsaw that make up suggestion, whether it's visual suggestion, verbal suggestion, situational environmental suggestion, or one of the many other forms of suggestion that are taught in the Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp at ultimatehypnosiscourse.com. It doesn't matter. It's all suggestion, which is why I categorically say hypnosis only exists in the mind of the believer. There's no such thing as hypnosis, only suggestion, which is now more fully understood by the majority of people who are open minded to the fact that all complementary alternative medicine, all holistic health approaches, even conventional uh, medical approaches, largely all their success to the power of the placebo effect. And a lot of people go, well, that only accounts for like on average 33% success rate placebo. That's true if you don't fully understand it and use all the elements of Rosenthal, Pygmalion effect, Galatea effect, um, Hawthorne effect, Totem effect, understanding the placebo, understanding a verbal, uh, non-verbal environmental suggestion, the understanding of um, a whole bunch of other things, okay? that dealt with at ultimatehypnosiscourse.com in the Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp. Uh, hence, it comes with a full one-year, 100% satisfaction money-back guarantee. Hypnosis is mesmerism. Mesmerism is hypnosis. is suggestive therapeutic. They're all one and the same. In fact, if you look at the books that you can get above or below this video, the PDFs of the old books from the 1800s, you see that magnetism as it was exposed, and mesmerism as it was exposed, people did make, did point out the fact that it was an important seeming ritualistic process that captures people's belief and expectations and heightened their belief and expectancy to cause the reactions and that these crises they have that are talked about in here that are apparently uh, fear-induced for the fight, flight, freeze uh, um, syndrome. I'm just summarising that. Um, well, actually, no. A so-called catharsis moment can be caused by expectation and Belief alone. Fear is not necessary. Anyway, there we go. What can I say? Um, in this book, okay, um, the author Scott Allerton says the first mention of hypnosis in print uh, is a book called Suggestive Therapeutics by Dr. Christian A. Herter, published in 1889. Oh, but he said that's a translation of a French book and it did not convey the meaning in the way that um, Etienne Felix Denning de Coleras meant. Well, that's interesting because the book I mentioned earlier, Hypnotism, Its History and Present Development by Frederick Bornstorm, that's in the PDFs that's above or below this book, is a translation of a second Swedish edition in 1889. And, um, well, there's other books in 1889. I, I'm i not 100% certain, but I, I would say if somebody was to get picky about it and look at it, that it may not have, that may not have been the book that's quoted, the first book uh, to mention it, you know. Um, there are lots of others. 
Now, he does say that it doesn't convey the meaning in that way and says that the one that conveys it more the way it was meant uh, was published in 1907 by Henry S. Munro uh, and was called A Handbook of Suggestive Therapeutics and Applied Hypnotism Psychic Science. Well, that book, incidentally, is in the PDF. You can get above or below this video from the links on offer with 90% off. Um, again, though, I would say when you get the packages above or below this video, have a look. That book's in there from 1907, but there are others from uh 1889 that um when you look at them you'll see hypnosis hypnotism and other hypn words mentioned so yeah i think that's uh, uh possibly on uh shaky ground as well so what are we saying what am i saying what's my overall uh this book's actually well written okay there's lots of things in this book that i agree with um but the reason i agree with them is because i published or taught them um as long ago as 30 years ago okay um and by that i mean there's a section in the back and just let me get it for you where there's one-liners demystifying the one-liners things like hypnosis has nothing to do with relaxation hypnosis has nothing to do with sleep and he argues that hypnosis done properly does have relaxation and transitional sleep involved i agree and you've only got to read the relaxation response by dr herbert benson and beyond the relaxation response by dr herbert benson and look at um pro progressive muscular relaxation by jacobson um to realize how healing such actual relaxation can be and study of the hypnagogic state uh, the daydreamer state of how people become more suggestible because suggestion is the key to it so yeah that makes it work even better it's not essential all the time but it makes it even more enhanced and also makes them believe they've experienced the magic of being asleep because people uh, incorrectly or correctly whatever stance you want to have on it believe that hypnosis is sleep um so there's various one-liners i don't care what it's called it just works and then it goes on to the argument well you should i care is it worth getting the book just for those one-liners alone frankly if you want to spend 20 quid sterling and have something that's an interesting read but not original by any means and in some places frankly based just on opinion the author's opinion of what he believes baronetti and felix de hennings de colivier's opinion was in 1820 without the possibility of asking him based on what's available now um it is just an opinion it's just conjecture um personally if you're into reading your books yeah get a copy if you just want to know about who truly was the creator of scientific hypnotism and the HYPM words, uh, and more on Baron Etienne Felix de Henning de Cuvillers, then here's what you do. You go on Amazon and you buy Henning de Cuvillers, The Creator of Hypnosis by Remy Court, the book that was published first in January 2017 and then published in English in 24th of July 2017 for just £3.85, United Kingdom sterling or $5. And you use the rest of that money that you would have spent if you'd spent £19.65 on this or $21.95. Use what you've saved by buying that other book and you go to the links above 
or below this video and you buy the two different packages, one with over 100 bucks in and another one with over 30 bucks in. Between them, you'll have over 130 full-length books, manuals and courses in suggestive therapeutics, magnetism, mesmerism, hypnotherapy, hypnotism, call it what you will, and you'll see there's nothing new under the sun. And you'll come to the conclusion when you study them that it's all just suggestion. It's just repackaged under different names. And you know what? It doesn't really matter what his intention was back then because it was based on what was available and known then. Advances, massive ones have been made since. And the power of the placebo and authority, and in terms of the authority being the key, being the least uncertain person in the room, transmitting that authority to the client, which is something that was definitely been happening with mesmerism and mesmer in his purple flowing robes and his authoritarian stage hypnosis style manner. Then look at my interview that I did with Dr. Steve Beerman on hypnosisweek.com or go to the Celebrity Hypnotist YouTube channel, click on playlist and click on Hypnosis Week and look for the one I did with Dr. Steve Beerman where we discuss the power of authority in great depth. So let me just check over my notes. Yeah, I think that basically it's key. Uh, oh, by the way, there's nothing new about hypnotism whatsoever. Um, you know, the Gutenberg Bible was printed in Mainz in 1455 by Johann Gutenberg. Yeah. Why do I mention this? Well, inside the Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp, okay, more details at ultimatehypnosiscourse.com, you will find three volumes of the Hypnotist Bible by Delavar, where he points out the Bible is kind of arguably one of the first textbooks giving clues to the power of hypnosis and suggestion and how to use it in healing. Also, you'll find the Bible, God and Hypnotism package where I look at religion throughout the years and how all of them use verbal, nonverbal, environmental and situational suggestion to arguably hypnotize people. And yes, Scott Allerton, even to the point that in churches, they purposely take people from fully conscious to that almost going to sleep. In fact, some people do nod off during the sermons, but a skillful uh, priest will manage to keep them in that hypnogogic state. So there you go. Am I slagging the book off? No, it's a really good book, actually. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in it. It's just that for the same price, you can get the other books I've mentioned and a whole bunch of other resources that will cover everything that's covered in here of any worth, plus a ton of other stuff as well. Um, yeah. But you know what? If you can afford it, get them all and come to your own conclusions, as I always advise people to do on hypnosisweek.com and my Celebrity Hypnotist YouTube channel. So that's it. The links are above or below this video. Hope you... Um, have enjoyed this uh, review. There will be more in future. Bye for now.